This Thanksgiving, to remember America's unfortunate history of human displacement, I'm taking the teacher's job. So do your hand turkeys and watch the movie. All right, settle down, settle down. We've got a new student on the roster today, um, an Angel B. Bradley. It, it's unclear whether that's her her last name or not. Co- uh, come in, come in. You can come in. Thank you so much for having me. And now for my report, my Thanksgiving vacation by Angel Bradley. I spent my Thanksgiving vacation at my dad's branch house just outside of L.A., which people refer to as the Sticks. <laughs> Everyone was there. My dad, my older brother, Mistake, which I assume is his legal name, as that's what everybody calls him. My dad's girlfriend, Linda. My dad's girlfriend, Linda's friend. My dad's friend and possible business partner. And his lady friend, Maria, an unfortunately stereotyped Mexican woman who is delusional about her musical talent. My dad's tenant, Scott, his new girlfriend, Jennifer, and an escaped mental patient on a murderous rampage. The day started as it normally does, with my brother running around in white face paint, playing riffs on his electric guitar, while everybody else screamed at him for being weird and a pervert. And my dad yelling how he needs a beer and a Valium. He never got that beer or that Valium, but he did go to his bedroom where I suspect he felt his girlfriend's boobs. That always seems to calm him down. Wow! Everyone was preparing dinner when my dad's girlfriend's friend realized we didn't have wine. She and my dad's girlfriend Linda left in Scott's car to go get some. My dad tried to make peas but couldn't find the can. He kept asking me where the peas were and I was like, I don't know man, I'm five. (laughs) Also, this is your house. (laughs) Eventually, everyone started leaving. But nobody came back. My favorite food was the turkey. (laughs) I gobble gobbled it up. I actually ate way more than I should have. But hey, that's what you get when you're left unsupervised for several hours. The whole meal was already out on the table and nobody was eating. So I went ahead and helped myself. I ate the portion of three fully grown men. (laughs) And then passed out from a food coma under the table. Everyone thought I was dead. Haha, <laughs> how funny. But I wasn't, obviously. <laughs> in fact, the escaped mental patient came into the dining room and just sort of stared at me very closely. One thing I'm grateful for, not being killed. <laughs> My favorite memory was when I took a nice solitary walk down the highway to the gas station. <laughs> Finally, I could get away from all the noise and the screaming and the cloying grip of Jennifer. <laughs> I got all the way to the gas station when a pair of cops picked me up and took me back to the ranch house. By the time we got there, it seemed like everyone was dead. Everyone except Jennifer, who I guess is my mom now? (laughs) Also when my brother did close-up magic. In conclusion, I learned that some serial killers don't kill children. 
And also not to do PCP. <laughs> the end. <laughs> hey, uh, does Video High have a relationship with Child Protective Services yet? <laughs> should we, uh, should we open At this that? point, we probably should. It's 7 a.m. in Los Angeles, and our top story continues to be the intensive police dragnet for an armed and dangerous escaped mental patient. 26-year-old Jay Jones escaped from the Hobart State Hospital for the criminally insane last night after killing an attendant and leaving a guard in critical condition. He's extremely dangerous, probably armed. He could be on PCP. Jones is Caucasian, 63, 220 pounds with curly brown hair. If you see anyone answering this description, stay clear of him and notify your local law enforcement agency. Gobble, classmates. It's our third annual Video High Thanksgiving dinner, sans any dinner. <laughs> we already heard Angel's introduction of how she looked forward to spending her Thanksgiving. Let's do the roll call to hear everyone else's, or whatever you want to say. Greg Hansen. All right, everybody. Let's relax and do a little mindfulness exercise, right? Imagine you're shooting a horror film. You're the director. Ooh. Now, there's a killer on the loose, and the main characters are searching for him. I'd like you to close your eyes. Now, what you see is how we will shoot it. <laughs> Casey Regan. I'm super happy. Chloe, I'm so glad to be doing this again. So, you know, this, this is what this movie was about. It's about chosen family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a movie that takes the bold position that sometimes murder is fine. <laughs> Josh Roth? At first I thought, why is everyone in this movie splitting up? And then the more I thought about it, yeah, death was the better option than dinner with the Bradleys. <laughs> I'm Jamie Kennedy here to say, deeply problematic historical figure Henry Ford once said, <laughs> the only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. And if that doesn't sum up this movie, I don't know what will. <laughs> uh, but hey, so few people come back on this podcast for even a second time. So this is a real treat that someone came back not just for seconds, but for thirds as well. And that someone is dear adopted classmate, Chloe Medgalchi. Hello. Thank Welcome you back. so much. Um, I'm genuinely pleased that there is a third Thanksgiving slasher movie for me to be a part of or to talk about. Greg, we gotta be running out of these, right? I know, that, that well <laughs> yeah. has to dry at some point and I'm really fearful for that day. But in the meantime, going on... Thanksgiving movie number three is the ultimate joy. Ask Jamie and Josh. I badger them all the time. <laughs> like fall rolls around and uh, I'm just knock, knock, knock and like, hey, are you uh, are you doing a Thanksgiving <laughs> a, a video high? Do you need somebody? Am I grandfathered into this one? Um, I should not use that term anymore. It actually has really problematic origins. Would it be uh, go down easier if we called it being peapod in? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Getting, can, can getting get, no noed get in, getting no noed. It is interesting that this movie physically does take place on Thanksgiving, and yet feels less of a Thanksgiving yes. movie than Blood Frank, which does not take place on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't believe they didn't just eat the turkey. Like they had the whole place setting out, and at no point were they just like, "We should probably just My eat." Dude, this. they do eat. They do. when? No. Well, they mean, start eating and then they leave. Oh, because, I didn't pay attention. Yeah, no, they start eating, but then they then it gets interrupted. There were election results last night, so you know. <laughs> this movie is what happens when you deprioritize the bird on Turkey Day. When you start focusing off the meal, I'm talking to you, Aunt Jan. I don't care that uh, Cousin Kevin has a new sort of MLM he wants to pitch us. No. <laughs> Will the leg be dry? That's all any of us should be caring about. Oh, I don't want to go home. I don't want to go home. I don't want to have pol- political conversation to your family. Don't talk to them. Eat the, eat the dinner. <laughs> That's why Angel and uh, you know what? I, I do feel a little weird that I'm I got this drunk and we're in front of a kid. Uh, but I, I I didn't know you were gonna be here, so I'm sorry, honey, for how intense I'm being. But this is why you're. Fucking number one, Angel. It's because she saw so you. So many murders. I think she's fine. <laughs> but also, it, it didn't let it distract her from omming those nom noms, yeah. getting getting handfuls of turkey meat no in her face. Peeing. No. Girl needs to pee. What girl needs to pee? Well, likely because Greg, she... she's right here. <laughs> Do, like, do I keep slipping back? You can. Oh, yeah. This is negative. <laughs> I had so much salty food that it was painful for me to pee, and I learned later that I was developing a pretty nasty gallstone. Oh, <laughs> wow, at your age. Wow. It's, so your diet must be so she awful. She really had a rough um, day. Here's the thing, you guys. I'm not sure who's raising me at any given moment. <laughs> that was a concern of mine, too, yeah. My brother's a fucking mime magician. <laughs> He's the only person who loves me. Can you ever tell if a mime is really hugging you? <laughs> or just miming a hug? Can you ever trust I, a, the hug of a mime? We're gonna go off on this tangent at some point, but like, I really did have to travel down the wormhole of this actor. Peter. Oh, of mistake. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I got I got a little I got a little mistake horny as well. <laughs> well, I, how? How? Well, not horny, but like curious, mistake curious. <laughs> mistake. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun here. Curious. How the hell are any of these people related? Have we figured out a family tree? So, y- the- yes, based on IMDb. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, but I don't know if we can trust IMDb because, because also... they list everyone they li- as uh, the Bradleys, but I think only Bradley is Bradley, unless I he's Bradley Bradley name. like Mario. No, no I his, think he's... His, I, his, his name, name is Harold Bradley. I think I think the, I think think Scott just refers to him as Bradley because... Oh, because yeah. oh, he's an asshole? I did have to go back a second time. Like, I looked at the credits, looked at IMDb, saw that he was Harold Bradley, then went back to that scene. And you're right, he only refers to him as yeah, Bradley. Yeah, on the road up. It's just confusing because he has a last name that's a first name. Yeah. So Harold Bradley's the, the patriarch. <laughs> then there's his girlfriend, 
Yeah, yeah, Casey, he's doing this despite you. I am doing this despite you. We have to go over every character name. We have to go over every character character name, name. Casey. I feel like actually this one's important because (laughs) without making it the point of the movie, this collection of people is a hilarious Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. (laughs) This is like a very funny group of friends and acquaintances to get together. And that's not the point of the movie. And it's not even like, honey, this is a work trip. It sort of never means anything, and I love. Yes. I love it. There's not like a comment. Like it could have been a family. Like it could have <laughs> been. been a straight up family, it, but we had to complicate things so much. They, yeah. they spend a lot of time giving us the same amount of time for exposition, but a lack thereof. <laughs> like anything they introduce to us yeah. makes no sense and doesn't it, come back. It doesn't come back, but it's so much time establishing this group of people just letting them kind of like ad lib and then we're all just kind of like conjecturing as to who they are and <laughs> how they're related by any means it's... but that's like a third of the movie and yet we have no idea at by the end of this who's gail who's gail where does gail spin <laughs> into any of this she literally introduces herself <laughs> i know she, she literally one. goes hi i'm gail, gail. <laughs> two cameras that's Full yeah. characterization. <laughs> Gail. For the LA contingent, where do we think they are? Yeah, I think they're more. up oh, on... Cold I think, water? What's the cold water? Yeah, I was gonna say Rancho cold water. Cucamonga? What, what does cold water even do that one? Mulholland? Mulholland. Oh, Mulholland. I think that's too nice. You I think they're in nice? like the Malibu camp. Yo, as yeah. the editor, yeah. we need to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> We digress. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Linda is the girlfriend of Harold. Harold. There is Harold's son, Mistake. Yep. Harold's daughter, Angel. Uh, Wayne and his girlfriend, Maria. Not sure how they're related to anyone. Friends. Friend, possible business. Yeah, Yeah, there could be business one day. Who knows? It's three family members and then their tenant and his girlfriend, a business partner and his girlfriend, and then Harold's girlfriend. Over for Thanksgiving dinner? I mean, again, family is what you choose. These people are lonely. (laughs) They are horny as hell and lonely as hell. They are horny as hell. It felt very right what you know. Like, it felt very like. These I don't were, know if this movie is right yeah. anything, to be honest. <laughs> That's the thing. It, it sort of just is, right? It's sort of just like, all right, this guy will play a producer, a shoddy producer having sex whenever he can. Yeah. And his two bastard children. <laughs> and his person he rents a room to who's having sex whenever he can. Well, and you know that the actor who plays yes. uh, Harold is the producer. Wait, really? Harold is, is the producer, Don Edmonds. Uh, who also was the the director of Ilsa, She Wolf of the SS, uh, and later co-produced True Damn. Romance. Wow. wow! There you go. Moved up in the world. Damn. Okay, so who's Angel? Angel is Allison from Hocus Pocus. Yep. What? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She, 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 what? She, she went up to, to have good yavos. And Nicole, the uh, sexy ex-girlfriend from 40 Days and 40 Nights, yep. who taught me that women rape too. <laughs> What a strange what? takeaway from yeah. that movie. <laughs> but you're not wrong. That is a Literally rapes him at the end. Literally, he's unconscious and she's... 40 days and... You Josh don't remember Hart- 40 Josh days Hartnett and 40 nights? All right, to Josh Hartnett, he can't bust a nut for 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> for People lunch. are taking for bets lunch. on it. For Lent. For Lent. 
It's a Lent what? movie. Yeah, it's a Lent yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Lent movie. Think about that. Think about that. Before you got no. a Hanukkah movie, we what? got a Hollywood <laughs> Lent movie. It's Lent movie. It's Midnight Mass and it's 40 Days and 40 Nights. <laughs> That's yeah. the Lent representation <laughs> we the have list. in the world. And Jamie, we know which one you prefer. Yeah, I do. I do. Currently broadcast center, it's 40 Hey, you want a beer? Ah! Hey! This movie comes out of the gate very strong in that the first person we see looks us in the the camera, says, want a beer? And then is pulled out of his car and murdered. (laughs) It's like one of those roller coasters that boasts itself for going like zero to 60 miles an hour in two seconds flat, right? This is a launch coaster of a film. You don't have to climb. You don't have to wait. Nothing. (laughs) The roller coaster Like a launch coaster. It never reaches that height of thrill ever again. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Greg, you somehow found a movie with less plot than The Jar. Well, wait, 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 what? Yeah, the, jar has, the Jar has so much plot. Comparing it to The Jar is silly. This has less plot than most things because it's literally just put a bunch of people in a house and they die. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Greg, they don't die in the house because like, what is baffling to me is that 70% of this movie is character leaves to go do something and gets murdered out in the world and no one is curious about it. No one finds a body and then is like, oh my god, there's a... No No one realizes there's a killer on the loose until there are three people left. <laughs> 58 minutes into the movie. I checked. Y'all need to watch more slasher movies if you're not used to that. There's I so mean, many. Everybody's fucking going around taking showers and why shit. Why does it feel different? Like, because I, I, it's I, boring, I, yo. I, 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 said, because, I said this because like, like, I was thinking back on Halloween and how like because there's no atmosphere yeah I was was thinking back on Halloween and how Halloween has the same kind of like you know like where people go off to their own separate corners they're killed no one discovers them so like to, to Jamie Lee Curtis nothing is going wrong until the last 15 minutes of the movie I get it that's the same thing as this but that does it so much better and tense tension wow it's all yeah I you know, know it's, it's know. almost yeah. it's almost like <laughs> okay I think you're right the missing key is atmosphere because there is no atmosphere because everything's black yeah <laughs> you're like one of those quote unquote people off the street on like a Gordon Ramsay I'm gonna yell at your restaurant show who's like <laughs> Yeah, actually, this seared salmon is way better. I don't know why. Why is this one shit? It's like, well, that one was made by Gordon Ramsay. Wouldn't you believe it? <laughs> Would you believe it? A really good chef made that one. This movie is terrible, and I do love it. It's so singular in its stupidity. It's mm. almost like a complete misunderstanding of what people want in a movie. Yes, <laughs> it's- yeah. Interesting. It's It's someone trying to make a slasher movie not understanding what makes a slasher movie good. Mm-hmm. Not, no, not sort of that. not really understanding what makes a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. We have whole characters who are on screen discussed as like, wow, that person is terrible at doing this thing. This person is very annoying. Let's give them a lot of screen time doing the terrible thing and being annoying. Oh. Jones was committed to Hobarth eight years ago after a lengthy and well-publicized trial following the bludgeoning death of both of his parents. We've already established there's like a random stranger offers another stranger a beer, gets pulled out by this hulking like Andre the Giant man <laughs> who more Lou Ferrigno but yeah oh my god I definitely is a poor man's Lou Ferrigno the whole time I 
kept trying to remind myself, it's not Lou Ferrigno. You know it's not Lou Ferrigno because you checked the IMDb. And then every time he came back on screen, I'm like, hey, Lou Ferrigno! Lou Ferrigno's... He's got better things to do in 1981. <laughs> but apparently Bodies by Jake doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah. Because that's who this is. What and is it, Bodies by Jake? Body by Jake. He's a, a, fit, oh, like a, a trainer. Fitness. Oh, okay. A fitness trainer. Fun little bit of IMDb trivia, too. He was in an episode of Amazing Stories where like a remote control brought TV to life as the Incredible Hulk. What? Because he oh, looks wow. so much like Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> what? I do want to point out, so there's this Lou, Lou Ferrigno stand-in, and I think I was already primed to like hear the radio because of Blood Freak, where it's an escaped mental institution inmate, and I'm like, great, okay, I know what to expect. We know nothing about him, except that he's escaped an asylum, mm-hmm. he's... On PCP. On, on, yep. on, which, I thought that would come back in some way, and it doesn't. <laughs> and I also, maybe I'm just a prude, I did not know you inject PCP sublingually. <laughs> but then again, like... P- I think it can be different. You I think don't, it's a, yeah, you yeah, don't you have, don't have, have to. to. <laughs> no, that's not a thing that like, is a No, necessity. Chloe, I, I think you can do it in any language. <laughs> I, <laughs> sublingually. <laughs> Well done. Uh, no, I paused the movie and then I immediately went on Google being like, PCP injection under tongue. Um, it didn't really come up with much, but I did learn a lot about ketamine in the process, which is like the new PCP. Oh, wow. Yeah. He um, also has a tattoo on his hand. Yes. That says Home Sweet Home. The title. It means which, nothing. I love it. It never it. comes back. It means that. It, it, tattoo's generous. It looks like it was stamped at a club. All right, you want a re-entry? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just kind of like washed off a little bit in the bathroom. And I was like, ooh, really clever. And then we get the title card. Well, before we get the title card, he races. <gasps> yeah, the best it's part. Yeah. It's the yeah. best part of the movie. It's the best part. I can't believe I skipped over it's it. It's the best it's part of the movie. He, You're so he right. steals the guy's car yeah. for a joyride to some very rip-off strings and then runs over an old lady in the crosswalk and there is a beautiful post or not even zoom, I like will multiple never step. edit something as well as this was edited. <laughs> no one well, will. No one will. It's, it's the reverse of his face yes. being like, uh, and, and then the lady, then his face being like, I'm gonna do it. And then he does it. And, and then <laughs> and then they cut to hit the, the reverse of him in the car laughing maniacally with a blood-soaked windshield and the title, Home Sweet Home, and then the movie peaks right there. It is such an exciting story, like a story of of seconds told so elegantly. Yes. (laughs) Really made a story out of accidentally hitting a lady with your car. (laughs) Accidentally. 100% intentional. He sped up. He sped up. No, he had a moment of I guess I should say it start. It wasn't premeditated. No, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. I it guess was spur of the moment. It, he f- he ran into the old lady and was like, "This is awesome." <laughs> Literally <laughs> ran into her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, and so pre-title card, I'm like, "This guy is an opportunist. He's killing everything and everybody, and he's doing it quickly." And then, and his name is Jay Jones. That, that doesn't matter. And then, like the tone and the, the murders excitement. and the excitement and the the pace in which he kills completely changes. Yes. Yep. 
Yeah, at, at the beginning, I was really hoping for 101 kills on the 101. We ended up, we ended up more like the five on the five. Yeah, but also, I, I do want to point out just he as took like, surface strength. just Come as the now. Angelino, like there's a very long scene of him driving, and it is like the most open I've ever seen the 101 during the day. I don't know what happened it's that day. It's Thanksgiving. I mean, that is, you know on what? The 101 day, does look I like guess. that around Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's fair. The day before, though, it's hell on wheels. So now we cut to a family you will wish death on very soon. <laughs> and good news, everyone. Yeah. You gotta hand it to this movie. For all of its shortcomings, Mistake is like the best character name I've ever heard for someone <laughs> in fiction. I'm shocked no one else has done this on a more high profile piece because it's it tells you everything you need to know right off the bat. Built in character all, development. And, and his sister is Angel. Angel yes. It's, it's awesome. Gold. Done. Absolute gold. Yeah. Mistake is like a name for a character in like a William Faulkner novel or yeah. like a Jesse Lexburg <laughs> or something. It's like, and this is like a William Faulkner family. Boy, is it. <laughs> so how do we describe Mistake. He looks he, like a member of KISS, but super skinny. But, and and this is maybe where I should jump in, because here I was thinking, like, okay, the the makeup is probably KISS-motivated because he has the electric guitar. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case, no? because I looked up... I will get this sound in, because Ooh. I know. Sound um, fully. So, this, so the actor who plays Mistake is Peter DePaula, who has three lonely credits on IMDb. This was we don't know how lonely they are. That's don't, don't, <laughs> don't assume. Don't assume. I know. They could be happily... Asexual, Asexual credits. <laughs> or a thruffle. We don't know. Or a thruffle, yeah. Um, so, so Home Sweet Home was his last movie. Prior to that, he was a magician on the Mike Douglas show and a mime and magician on an episode of Wonder Woman. In all three, he has this white mime what? makeup. I oh. think that's just his shtick. I think that's just how he rolls. It's There's... like if they cast Teller in this movie, but he wasn't <laughs> Teller. He was a character, but he still wasn't talking the whole time. And you're like, what's yeah. the deal with that yeah. character? It's also interesting because Don Edmonds, the producer, and, and Harold Bradley had just come off a movie called Terror on Tour, which was a slasher movie of a Kiss-like band called The Clowns oh. in oh. makeup doing a slasher movie. So there's like also a part of me that feels like Don Edmonds. Maybe yeah. either they maybe he helped cast him because of that, like because of the crossover or thinking that there might be some crossover potential in there. Or he just thinks all fucking rock and roll dudes just wear makeup all the time. Who knows? <laughs> Honestly, D, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. My lucky day. Two for the price of one. I've got you now. Scott. You. Will you get the hell out of here? Mistake. This is your last time. Uh-oh. I think a complication is developing. You get a rain check. Though I thought mistake was an assault on the senses. <laughs> like, an, a, a character is so annoying, it made me hate the electric guitar. Yeah. An instrument I've <laughs> truly spent every day of my life listening to. Like, as old as I can remember choosing my own music, I chose music with electric guitar in it. 
And this movie was like, I'm done. That's enough. That's a bad sound. There's a moment later on where I literally said out loud, oh, good. He's doing close-up magic now. <laughs> and, so that's and, a cursed thought. That's a terrible. <laughs> if you're having that thought about anybody, yeah, you're yeah. in well, a dark, you know, dark headspace. You know a character is so bad when your moment of respite is close-up magic. <laughs> oh, they've, start, uh, they've started doing magic. Thank goodness. <laughs> but at the same time, I found myself like... Uh, drawn. I needed to know more Everything about, about Pete because uh, yeah, I googled the name and saw that there were Google images in my makeup, seemingly in other things. Yes. <laughs> so this was crazy. like his brand. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and, and like I, I sort of love that. I love that some guy was like, I want to be like '80s hair metal Marcel Marceau. That's like a cool. <laughs> Niche to try with to shoes on or not carve out. <laughs> nice. Um, hard to not really. That's not nice. Marcel, Marcel with shoes on. That's pretty good. There's something there. There's something there. There's something there. Fake that's poster. at least that's a band name, definitely. It is upsetting because in the same way that like my favorite parts of Godfrey Ho movies is the reshot nonsense uh, yeah. that that. Is at the beginning, the end, and inter- and sprinkled through the middle. Of course, my favorite bits of this are Body by Jake. Literally, I mean, I love movies where it, it assumes that off frame is some nether world or, or some, some alternate dimension for which uh, somebody could just be waiting to pounce, to literally pounce on characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is that is that is true. I forgot how many of his murders were like truly gotcha. Yeah. Almost just all like, of them. They're, gotcha. They're almost exclusively gotcha. Yeah, he's jumping off ladders out of frame. Hell in the yeah, Cell is currently happening just off screen. Uh. It, it's like. Honestly, I would watch Punked if it was just Ooh. Bodies by Jake, where it's just him. jumping out of people. Yeah, the with way that like people will do laugh. like like jumping out of bushes kind of cam, except it's him like body slamming yes. someone while they're like looking under the hood. But it's more like he's hiding in a tree off screen. Like he yeah, like has yeah, yeah. distance. Like he is. Yeah, that's he true. Is. At a certain point, mistake like aged into the bouquet of the fine wine that it, it was, right? Because it's like these people are are I'm not getting close to them. I'm not giving a shit about them. I'm not like get I'm not like hoping they don't die. Yeah. In yep. fact, quite Quite the opposite. I'm hoping that th- that our big palooka is going to just fall out of the attic on top of them at any point <laughs> in this movie, right? And they're all, it's sort of this this very specific, very like generally satirical like LA group of people, the like failing producer, the like sex obsessed hot young girlfriend, like, you know, a young sort of, I just moved to LA, I need a place to crash sort of thing. And... Then also this like young fail son performance artist who is the worst of them all. And I can't I believe s- there are two guitars at this Thanksgiving dinner. By the way. Yeah. Oh my God. That's not even to mention the fucking Yoko Ono of Central America who joins us. <laughs> fucking Honduran Yoko Ono who's just there to like caterwaul and fucking bang an acoustic guitar like El Cabong. <laughs> That's such a wild characterization. Simply, so wild. Simply because 
the director and editor of the movie is Nettie Pena, who ostensibly, if it's the same Nettie Pena that exists on the internet, is like... And how could it not be? Is, <laughs> sure, sure. But the reason I said, the reason I raised the question is because she, in the late 70s, early 80s, she edits Dracula Sucks and then edits and directs Home Sweet Home. And then she becomes like a documentary filmmaker and is like a Latinx visual artist of repute. So it's just, there's like, wow, there's like a very different trajectory that happens for her seemingly after what I can only imagine is the runaway success of Home Sweet Home. This is a career maker. (laughs) This is a career maker film. I do think that whether it's in spite of itself or not, like there is something successfully enjoyable about the confluence of suck in this movie like the way that the sucky air patterns are interacting whether or not that's on purpose like the fact that this family that we're about to spend quote unquote home sweet home thanksgiving dinner with which is like a hollywood fucking fuck party with a failed <laughs> record producer that like children have been forced into and so you don't like feel that you know it feels like home sweet home thanksgiving movie it should be such a like paint by numbers like there's a family thanksgiving dinner and there's you know all those characters are interacting and maybe there's someone inside or outside the house like killing people and that is what happens but just in this very specific like sort of skewering dirty la sort of way so that you don't really give a shit about these people dying at the same time the killer isn't based on anything that has to do with these people he literally just his he's cleaning old lady off his car and he happens upon his victims and it's like the family that is so annoying their sort of totem is a literal electric guitar playing mime a loud mime like not like like not a a, a silent mime yeah annoying made into an oxymoron right a loud mime that's how little you're supposed to actually give a shit about them i the whole time was like this guy rules. This murderer, <laughs> this Hates serial the killer. <laughs> I was super down with, I don't know, I guess the joie de vivre of the char- the uh, characterless killer who is coming to, like, eliminate annoying people from the movie. <laughs> Who's literally coming to command Z mistakes <laughs> out of the movie. No, truly. I think everybody here right now agrees that the hero of this movie is the killer. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. A, a, yeah. A thousand percent. Hearing, Casey, your summation of, of the various parts of this movie, in a way, this feels like something that, like, if Godard had been given a slasher <laughs> script in the 80s, it would have been like this. Yes, I, yes. I, I, I think so. I think there is, like, a level of anti-cinema to this. Like, the fact that the movie just opens with a guy, two camera, going, want a beer? And then the killer pulls him out and kills him. And that's second three of the movie. (laughs) Godard or Tati? (laughs) Well, there is something, like, anti-cinematic about that, whether or not it's, like, a purposeful artistic choice or a crazy person who doesn't understand how movies work. That's actually better. I hope it's the latter. I hope it's not. You make a really great point, because there's, like, layers to the anti-cinema. Because there's the fact that I think we we shoot in 
practical light only. Oh, yeah. Like, there's... there's <laughs> Barry no- Lyndon could never. <laughs> Barry Lyndon could never. Ne- marry a bulb in this movie. <laughs> Who, NASA lenses? Yeah. Who needs Fuck them? it. There was a um, point where, it's like, the most effective decision the killer ever makes is the, like, third time he cuts the power. I'm like, stop it. I want to see the movie. Stop <laughs> cutting the power, please. Yeah. No, At, I, towards, I, yeah, towards the end, Linda goes... Uh, maybe I should put some more logs on the fire. We can stand to have a little bit more light. And I was like, says the director to the DP. <laughs> no, truly, when we get to the end and it's a new day, I'm like, oh, thank God. And there's still like a little bit more murder. And I'm like, oh, we can see it. So there's, yeah, yeah. there's that. And then there's also this moment where Linda and her friend, go off to get wine and they like they go into the car and they start talking and it is like unbelievable crosstalk it's like two people's ADR and they're like let's just slap one on top of the other don't blame me oh gosh I I can use a Valium is this this. Scott's car especially when they're both saying the same thing but like half a second apart they're like we should get some wine oh we should get get wine wine. (laughs) oh you want some wine 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 wine. it's like they went to an improv school that like emphasized middle sentence execution (laughs) 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 it's like we like we do improv in the round we like to (laughs) start your line halfway through someone else's yeah the music is wackadoodle oh my god the music the whole, I mean, the, the music, let's just talk a, about the music. Let's yeah. just talk about the music. Yeah, crazy this is a great way in. It's nuts. It's like a universal monster. It's like, yeah. it's... It's a character. At points itself. at the end of the movie, it's it's fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. We need to talk about that. Like, okay, there's a vibra slap. There's a... A slide whistle? That yeah. thing says there's, horror. There's also like your third grade of music classes chest of musical yes, instruments. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. there's there's a moment where it's like down pitched jaw strings where it's like meh, meh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like Yeah, the palm muted cello yeah. version of somebody trying to rip off the jaw theme is yeah. awesome. But then there's one moment where we actually get like really good cinematic music. There's like kind of like a fun Spooky oboe. Yeah. Spooky oboe overture. And it happens when Scott's just looking around the house. And I'm watching it being like, okay, the music is cueing me for a murder that's about to happen. And it doesn't happen. The best score of music happens when somebody's just wandering. (laughs) Yeah, at the very beginning of the movie, after murder one, before murder two, while we're getting (laughs) the credit. Oh yeah. The the music is going ham. Ham. And what's happening on screen, Greg? Over over body by Jake just driving on the highway. (laughs) The music is so big. And I was like, I was like, this move this music is doing so much heavy lifting, and we have a literal bodybuilder on screen right now. Never. Never has the drive through Calabasas been rendered so suspensefully. <laughs> Thrill and chill as traffic moves at a moderate pace. 
You won't believe the merging between lanes, <laughs> viewer. Maybe it's just having the good sense enough to fill your boring moments with music. <laughs> to, to, uh, to be like some info, whether for the ears or eyes, is the uh, same yeah, to yeah. the audience. Because it's rare that it's both, to be yes. honest. <laughs> but it's like, is that a question of like, is that juxtaposition on purpose? I mean, I suppose it could just come from a library track and this is why. <laughs> I mean, should we just get, like, right into the killing? I mean, yeah, yeah, at this really point. Yeah. I mean, really, all yeah. that you miss by not getting into the killing is our is two separate couples of our family go try to get to Bone Town and are both interrupted by mistake. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. cross-cut between. Scott and Jennifer are trying to fuck in the driveway. Yeah. And our, the homeowner, who all we know is he's a failed record producer and he's got a son who's a real handful. He starts fucking someone in a in a room. Uh, mistake, perfectly well and good for him to interrupt Scott and Jennifer. Frankly, you know, mistake's annoying, but like, it's Thanksgiving and you're about to fucking get some sloppy top like in my driveway. Like, I believe it's called <laughs> stuffing, <top>. Casey. <laughs> And then he goes and interrupts his dad. That's going the weird to part. Bone yeah, town. Yeah, that's what it gets weird. Like I can, I can forgive mistake f- flirting with Wayne, like flirting with Wayne's girl. Get that? They're not related. I can, I can, sure. I can forgive mistake creeping on the tenant and his girlfriend. That makes sense. He's you know a horny kid, but interrupting his dad's coitus is <laughs> some other dad's level. Coitus. <laughs> It's almost dark, and uh, we got enough gas in the generator to last for about three or four hours. I think I'm going to take a run on up to uh, the gas station to get something before it closes. I should be back for the girls. Huh? The first of the A murders, right? <laughs> Is a t- is a top tier kill. Yeah. Is a like <laughs> film history it, top tier kill. It's an all timer. It's an all timer. All timer, definitely. Yeah. So Jay switches off the power of the house. Uh, Bradley or Harold goes out to check on it, uh, and then gets sidetracked by finding the car that the killer drove up in and he's like I'm gonna take this battery out of this car well and he siphoned the gas too like, yeah he's a real piece of shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fill in a little bit of blanks here yes, which is that the, the killer turns the power off which like no one thinks to just check the power not even close they're like the, we are generator we're fine yeah he just like flips the breaker switches off and I'm like okay we're doing everything but he <laughs> says there's a generator doesn't think there's enough gas for the rest of the night so leaves to go get gas for the generator okay yeah I, yeah okay I missed that and Jake's car is sitting there blocking the way and he's like well I need gas this car maybe's got gas I'm gonna take his gas and he's like so oh shit wild. also I guess I'll take his battery as well yeah, it, that is so crazy that is, is like such is a funny. series of crazy decisions <laughs> yeah. to make in a movie that isn't in the post apocalypse yeah. like, it's like not this guy this left his car near slip. my driveway we don't I'm know that I guess no, that's <laughs> but, uh, I well, mean, we know there's still mental institutions to break out of. <laughs> and liquor stores. Also, the basics of he has no power tools, or no tools, period, while he's trying to attempt this. As somebody, he's just doing it with his hands. Yeah, you know so, he's on hard times when he goes from like record producer to this. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's yeah, true. The, the one thing we know about him is he's ruined. thing <laughs> 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 we know about him is, I suppose. So while he's trying to dismantle a car's battery with his bare hands, Oh, this is so, <laughs> so good. 
our killer leaps out of, I don't know, a tree <laughs> onto the hood. Pile driver into the hood, yes. No, no, yeah. he mother motherfucking swanton bombs. Yeah. That's <laughs> the that is the people's elbow, people. That is that is the people's elbow. It's crushing, I, crushing Harold in the hood of the car. And we've been watching Jake watch him like the shark and, and, from, like Jaws. Yeah, and, like we get close-ups on his face, and he's like, uh, uh, "Yeah, we know he's yeah. gonna kill yeah. him." That's why I'd say not like Jaws, because this movie spends so much time on Jake's face, just being like, "Oh boy, yeah. I can't wait to kill," or like, "Oh no, am I not gonna get to kill this person?" Like we get to see so much doubt play in Jake's face that, frankly, I wish we saw in Jaws. I wish we like cut to the shark's face sometimes, and the shark was like, "Oh boy, should I eat this person?" I don't Oh, no. <laughs> it's just like deep Jake is a little bit more like jowls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, but yeah, we have all of these moments where he's looking at him and he's like, "I'ma kill you, I'ma kill you." We know he has a knife. We know he's oh. he's, he's he's want to oh. do, like do all. He keeps. We keep getting shots of his hunting yes. knife. Yes. They keep they keep playing it like he's gonna get hunting knifed. Oh, it would have been so. <laughs> Oh, y'all, this movie's a masterpiece. <laughs> this yeah. is incredible. Well, it's such it's, a good switcheroo. Yeah, and so the fact that he literally from the top rope <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jettisons into screen, crushing our patriarch under the hood of the car is actually like a like like a moment of of pure cinema in a way that I didn't know could could exist. So great. <laughs> Daddy needs a new pair of shoes and settle for a battery. In the way that great horror movies introduce to you a new thing to be scared of, this movie, I think, makes cinematic history because never once did I think my life is fully in danger <laughs> if I lean half my body into the hood of my car. <laughs> now I have to do a 360 scan to make sure that there's no high vantage point. Oh, gotta look up, gotta look up. Yeah, make sure there's... Make sure Matt or Jeff Hardy are nowhere to be seen. <laughs> yeah. And then speaking of uh, professional wrestlers, we cut back to NCW era Sting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> entertaining a young girl. Oh my god. And the movie stops dead in its tracks for close-up magic. But also a like odd moment of human charm. Charm? Yes, no, because it's this moment yeah. like all we've seen is seen people rag on mistake. Well Fairly, earned. Well yeah, earned. mistake is well a earned. mistake's then, a real piece of shit, sure. Quiet, like you hear the music swelling and he's just having this quiet moment with his probably half sister, let's be real here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where he's doing close-up magic, and she's like, I love you, a word he has heard from no one else in this world. It's very much the, like, Frankenstein's monster giving the flower to the little girl kind of scenario. You're like, both of these characters are definitely going to survive this movie. (laughs) And frankly, any time with the guitar out of his hands, I count it as a win. (laughs) Barely, though, because he's so quietly being like, there's one, now there's two. Now it's gone. Now there's three. He's doing like ASMR He's doing magic. ASMR magic, and I'm yeah, and I'm like, what a sweet, quiet moment. And then he's like, you want to hear some mean licks? 
<laughs> and, then we're, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, and we're back. He had to ruin it, right? He had to ruin the moment. This movie is wild because it vacillates really hard between having these moments of genuinely excellent character line writing and absolute nonsense ad-libbing, neither of which is pulled off by the actors. No. There are some (laughs) heavy hitters in this script that are just breezed by. Like My mother was no good. (laughs) (laughs) Women are no good, man. Oh my god. Oh, well that that's that that is not one of these. That's that's not one of these. That's one to wait for, yeah. Uh but the live boredom of mistake saying rock and roll forever is (laughs) is a particularly memorable moment. Uh, Gail's introduction when they're like, can we just kill Mistake? And she says, maybe I can slip some arsenic into yes! your soup. Yes! Hi, I'm, I'm Gail. <laughs> <laughs> like that! Wildly specific, yeah. Gail. Wildly specific. Love Gail. She Love hasn't Gail thought about so this at all. Yeah. Also, when he breaks into Wayne, the possible business friend, and uh, Maria kissing... And he goes like, that's, that's the woman I love. <laughs> and uh, Wayne throws an empty beer can at him. And someone says, do you want something a little stronger? And he says, yeah, a three fifty seven Magnum. <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. So bored in, in its <laughs> yeah, delivery. So bored. So so bored. <laughs> I would love to see a table read of this movie. Oh, my God. Josh, you did. They read it like a table. <laughs> they read it like a table read. And then there's a lot of nonsense, like moments of of Gail and Linda in the car just just shattering, just shattering on about how cute the cops were and how that they'd like to be picked up again. Or yeah. oh, and it was so strange before that the phones were out that we, the audience, have never seen. Have no. How context would we know? For. Why would we care? Because um, <laughs> at this point. Harold has gone off to get more gas for the generator and been uh, smooshed. <laughs> uh, I believe and, I believe squashed, but yes. Uh, yeah, and Linda. It's more Thanksgiving if you say squashed. It's squashed. Yeah, it's definitely more squished, squashed. Linda and Gail go off to get wine because they've forgotten wine. This is the most ill-prepared Thanksgiving dinner and then, ever. Yeah, and then they get terribly lost. Oh, so lost. So before the second kill, we do have a great little moment that I liked where... This is after uh, Wayne goes off, right, to go look for them? Or, yes, yes, Wayne leaves. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, remember Wayne? Wayne? Don't forget, don't forget. Yeah, who, who forget gambled, Wayne. Who You're perfectly welcome to Yes. Yeah, but he also, put a lot of money on the on the the quarterbacks. Constantly needing something stronger. Cannot be in a room without electricity. Put a lot of money on a football game he'll never be able to watch. Right, brought this hot young woman who he cannot communicate with. <laughs> so, anyway. question mark, but, but question Jennifer, mark. Bless her heart, is trying. Yeah, like that. Like of everyone there, Jennifer is the only one like attempting to speak Spanish to Maria. Yeah. I think everyone besides Wayne is being super sweet to, like, yeah. super yeah. cool to Maria. Yeah, <laughs> Maria. Like they have just been like, yeah. And also, there's this lady here. She doesn't really speak English. Hey, but welcome. She does hey. sing. She does sing. We wish that yeah. wasn't happening yeah. as much. But <laughs> meanwhile, Wayne's like my piece of shit girlfriend. <laughs> Don't encourage her. Everyone goes there separate ways to canoodle and 
we see Angel holding a knife over the dining room table. <gasps> what does it mean? The, si- uh, the side eye she gives to the camera is fantastic. It's so good. Uh, and then everyone, Scott runs into the kitchen, finds the turkey cut to bits, and they're like, oh, is Angel dead? Is Angel dead? And I'm like, ooh, this movie might have killed a kid. But no, she's fine. She's uh, under the ni- under the kitchen table, just nomming on some turkey. Rightfully so. If you're not going to feed trick. her, if you're I not going to feed your child, like, come on. They better feed also, themselves. they kept, before that scene, they kept saying, like, and check on Angel. She's been put to bed. Check on Angel. Someone should check on Angel. It's like, you haven't had Thanksgiving dinner yet. Yeah, I yeah. know. Also, go to bed, yeah. kid. Dinner's <laughs> <laughs> a little late. Go to bed. Yeah, you've been waiting all day. You've been sitting in the kitchen watching people prepare this meal. Fuck off. To be fair, the company that she's forced to be with is so fucking boring. I think I would choose bed over dinner with them. Have us gotten <laughs> Jennifer's conversations, and they're supposed to be happy. Is is them being like, this is going to be a great weekend. <laughs> they keep returning back to that fucking well, because they're just like, oh, this is going to be so great. Right. Yeah, you have to say it enough to yourself so you start to believe it, really. Everyone is left. Save mistake Maria Scott Jennifer and Angel is somewhere either gorging or sleeping. Jennifer and Scott go off to finally have sex, and the, the there's this long tracking shot like down the house as they're walking, and they filled it with so much ADR. <laughs> wow, you look beautiful tonight. I don't feel beautiful, but thank you very much for saying that. It was. It, 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 uh, what are you talking about? You're an absolute knockout. Thank you so much. Ha ha. I hope Wayne's okay. Like, it's just like so. <laughs> the point when Wayne goes, uh, I'm going to go, like, look for all these missing people. Yes! <laughs> Do you want to come? And Scott goes, Nah, somebody's got to stay with the women. Oh, yeah. and then, oh super is, G. Which is just really a, a, a fucking G move to be like, I'm actually, we're going to be hooking up. Yeah. I don't yeah. think, no, I, totally I think nothing here. is wrong with anybody. And I would just like to uh, have Bone some sexy time. Is- yeah, which is weird because he could have done it in the car instead of chase mistake for 45 minutes. But the best thing is when they've gone up to Scott's apartment and they've, they have done it presumably. And she goes, shouldn't we go downstairs and check on everybody? And he just goes, no, no. (laughs) Like, I was like, fucking Scott. There's also a great moment when Wayne leaves where uh, Mistake comes in and says, hey, everyone, now that the redneck is gone and the other two assholes haven't come back yet, we can have a party. To which Maria goes, I, a fiesta. <laughs> and then somebody's like, let's get some drinks. And it's like, margarita? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Wayne and Maria are introduced, someone offers Maria a drink and Wayne answers for her something to the effect of, no, no, she doesn't drink. She doesn't like going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. weird. Wait, wait. No, there's what? absolute yeah, bathroom yeah. gatekeeping throughout this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a theme. Yeah. Who gets to piss and when is is there's some hidden meeting. Yeah. So the second kill, Jay jumps Gail and Linda. Wait, wait, doesn't Wayne die first? 
Yeah, but who cares about Wayne? Yeah, Fuck it. He just gets he does it. He didn't exist. In the car. He I also love that car. you're using the proper pronoun. I think it's knife, but it doesn't yeah. really yeah, matter. Yeah, I thought he got piano wired, sort of carotid. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait. Oh. No, he got. Oh, choose yeah. your own. Choose you're your right. own. It everybody. says strangles, strangles him in the back seat. Look at or, that. or it however says, you choose. Yeah. It yeah, says, yeah. it says, Josh just referred to his notes that he wrote. It says he got strangled. Sacred text. Well, there's there's some really there's a wonderful shot of like a hand creeping up and over the driver's seat so we see the hand we don't i like i had to watch it several times because there's a hand so it's clear that there's like an ominous figure in the back and then something happens that's maybe strangle strangulation maybe not because you see his head bob down when it comes back up there's blood on his neck so in my mind i'm like I don't know. Or was, piano wire. Like or piano said, yeah. wire. It's hard to say because it, the he motion. He got next to death. The problem yeah. with Wayne's next. death. The problem he is, just dies. The problem yeah. with Wayne's death is it's too stealthy for Jay. Everything we've like established up until this point, it should not have been that clean and stealthy. Like There should have been well, way it, more. Yeah, he's <laughs> been, been a murderer jumping. of convenience this yeah, whole time. Also, and J- Wayne's is the ones he like hid in the car. I don't believe I don't that. I don't God. believe that he's of our killer. He's also super audible the whole time. He's always like... Um, there's, 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 there are a few yeah. select moments where he like warios and just goes wah <laughs> <laughs> so you're right the, he's so so quiet that I think part of me sort of missed that murder was happening mm. yeah. until I saw blood and I was like yeah. wait what actually now that you brought this up noises like that play some part in this movie we're about to talk about Linda's death and then Mistake's death I felt like most connected to them because they they essentially get killed because they are mouth breathers, yes, which yeah. I am myself. <laughs> and in a, pa- in a panic, stressful situation, I would be fucking trying to hide in a corner somewhere going like, <laughs> and get found easily. But also when Scott and Jennifer finally get down, get down, they're real mmm kissers. <laughs> like, are y'all, are y'all big? Do y'all really lean into an mmm when you're kissing, when you're macking, do you throw an mm in there? Like, be honest. I don't think so. I don't think there's much uh, foley work involved. <laughs> Chloe, Greg, do you guys throw? Do y'all throw an mm in there if you're? Because I don't. I don't throw. I would ums. describe myself as maybe too too quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I you're the opposite of Jay. Yeah. Sometimes it's like you all right. <laughs> do you know what I realized I did uh, actually fairly recently I don't throw ums in there but I put some stank on the smack at the end of the kiss I was in the midst of a mac and I felt a, like a smack at the end of a kiss and it, even in my brain I was like that felt over dramatic like when, you, like when you finish drinking a glass of water and you're like <sighs> Like the like the smack of the the kiss. I I was putting a lot of English on it. I noticed, and I I did a little in the midst of it. I did a little experiment where I was like, try to be as quiet as possible on this one, and I made no noise whatsoever. And I was like, you sneaky Pete. I knew you've been goosing. You've been you've been juicing your sounds, buddy. I like I had to really look at myself and be like, why are you why are you doing this performance? But none of us are immers. None of us no, are no no. Yeah. I would say like like maybe like an open mouth like ah but like that just kind of escapes but it's, no, but not a mm. not and not adding yeah, yeah. certainly this is good although, radio. This although is good now radio. I know. although now I think I'm gonna try it 
Throw some pins in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a few weeks. Mm. Kill number three. Jay. It, wait, wait, hold on. In a few weeks? <laughs> yeah, I'm in a long-distance long relationship. Oh, okay. I, I thought, <laughs> yeah. There was an actual reason. Uh, I thought, you, I were, thought yeah. you were just Babe Ruth pointing to your next <laughs> yeah. AI appearance. Okay, I'm so sorry, Greg. Back to the kill. Back, Back to, the to the kill. Kill number three. Gail and Linda pass Wayne's car. Jay jumps on them from afar, tossing Gail like a rag doll. As is his way. Onto a nearby Hi, rock. I was Gail. Is as, like, <laughs> as abruptly she exits the picture as she did enter I it. was Gail. <laughs> it, is, it is unfortunate. <laughs> the tape looks better than the YouTube. I was going to ask. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I was wondering ask. that. Yeah. I, I hope so. don't remember it being like a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but the YouTube is truly like five pixels oh, yeah. of yeah. black, and and it's a shame because yeah he he full on jumps in and then gives her the old body slam situation, what? which it feels yeah he like he full he full on suplexes her. Damn, I don't think I'm I saw that. So mad I didn't see that. <laughs> he sort of DDTs her. Yeah, <laughs> Linda almost sort of gets away, but then. Jay stalks her through the she woods. She breathes through her I mouth, man. She's too loud in the woods. I think he stabs her. It's very hard to tell. No, yeah, no, no. This he beats too. her to death with the uh, with the wine they had gotten. It was a it was a semi ironic. It's death. wine by oh. death by wine. Oh. How? So yeah, it has to be said that there are a lot of deaths in this movie, many of which you can't see. The fourth one is my favorite, Greg. The fourth one is where mistake finally eats it. No, well, Maria's, oh, no, no, Maria's dead. Excuse me. No, no, no. And also, and also, and also, and also, Mr. Notes. Technically, the fourth one, if we're just going off a cast, which wouldn't make it the fourth one, considering you're forgetting about old lady and want a beer guy. <laughs> but the but the fourth there before death the of title our, card, they don't count. The, yes, they the do. Fourth, the fourth death of our A-cast would be bludgeoned to death by wine Linda because it goes Harold, right. Wayne, uh, Gail, Linda. Yep. You're no, you. what you're doing is forgetting about Wayne, which is right. Nowadays, <laughs> <laughs> everybody want to talk like they got something to say. Motherfuckers act like they forgot about Wayne. Mistake spills some cranberry sauce on Maria's shirt and then... They end up in the bathroom. Maria finds a body in the shower. For the Whose first body time. is that? Wait. That was Linda bludgeoned oh, with the no, wine. No. Woman. It, oh, oh it okay. Linda. It was Linda. But finally, it was this t- This point in the movie was when yeah. finally someone discovered a body and realized, oh my God, there's a killer on the loose. But then only for that person to be killed immediately thereafter. And yeah. can't warn anyone else. Jay jumps her in the bathroom, holds a knife to her throat, mistake, finds them, and then tries to like plead with him he offers him close-up magic (laughs) yeah we've gone 50 minutes at this point and the killer has just made noises (laughs) yeah and then he's only done laughing he's only laughed he's only grunted he's only but then for the first ostensibly second time we hear him talk and i'm like whoa he can speak and he says women are no good only cause your problems man (laughs) (laughs) my mother was no good like that crazy no please 
Ahem, brutalizing women is the point, yeah, you see. And, like, <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, like what? And um, and then all of a sudden I was like, ooh, some mommy issues. Let's get into it. And wow. then it's dropped. Yeah, no, it doesn't come back. And then and then as you bring up, there's pleading by mistake. Amazing. Being the order of operations is like, don't make a sound or I'll kill her. In my mind, I'm like. Well, you're going to kill her. All I know about Mistake is he's a sound maker. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so I'm like, well, this... Which is weird for a mime. (laughs) Which is weird for a mime, frankly. And, and, like, he has a blunt object. He has his guitar on him. But instead, just follows him. Just follows him. He's like, wait, hey, Like a sad puppy. Yeah, like... Hey, He'll, wait, yeah, Steppy. Stop. No, okay. Take It ought be said that he's pleading with our killer, offering him things that in the context of the movie, nobody <laughs> wants. <laughs> no, but it's also all we've seen him do. Please don't hurt her. Look, I'll do anything for you. Please take me instead. Don't hurt her, please. Look, I'll, I'll play my guitar for you. I'll sing. I'll, I'll do some magic, please, Mister. None of the pleading works. <laughs> Jay kills Maria. Mistake runs away. Yeah, very unceremoniously. Yeah, very I, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good about Maria's death. No. But in in as much as Maria's death is disappointing, Mistake's death is satisfying because Jay oh. catches him and shoves him into electricity. I don't know. The, the circuit I, breaker that no, 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 no one no. went to check. No, 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 no. Like, I got this, you guys. I got this. Yeah. There is a throwaway scene where <laughs> the killer cuts the power line. Just cuts it. And I'm like, for what? Um, for oh. cuts it. And then later, it's so dark you can't tell. Yeah. There's that same dangling power yes. line. He takes it, <laughs> strangles him with the power line, but then it connects to the guitar, yes. therefore also electrocuting him. Okay, oh. that explains Hey, that. Greg. Yeah. Um, you're 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 a band boy. <laughs> you're you're a rock and roller. So when he electrifies mistake up against whatever he's doing uh, up against the power cable, uh, the guitar strings yeah. like light, light up, up like they like light a light melt. with the and melt and it feels like a very practical effect. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it feels like, That's one of those moments where I was like, no wonder this was his last credit. It was awesome. It was also the most light in that scene. Yes. <laughs> it yeah, it, yeah, it was great. It was great to finally have a and, have a have a light and in you the know, scene. Yeah, like the jury's still out on whether or not that makeup was motivated by any means or if it's just <laughs> right. the actor's Might have choice. Just been him on set. But I will say it was a, it was like a really beautiful almost like Melier moment to have like a field of black and just this white <laughs> face and the peril. Yeah. 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 And then to see the the guitar strings like that was one part of the movie where I'm like, yeah, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> they mo- they movied. Exactly. It's one of those moments where you remember you're watching a movie. <laughs> yeah. That like movies involve cinematic choices. <laughs> Not just like low grade community checkoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I've seen before. Oh, oh no. no. Cherry Orchard? Uh no, the seagull. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, so a real fun one. Ambitious <laughs> and also worse. Jennifer! Oh, Jennifer, the kid's a psycho. What else is there? No, you don't understand. He's killed Maria. Finally, everyone's on the same page. The three remaining people know there's a yeah. killer on the loose. They just don't know who that killer is. Once they, they think it's a mistake and they uh, they find Maria's body and they're like, we gotta reassess the evening. There's a killer on the loose. They make every Ron choice. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Scott says at one point, Mistake lost to Angel. 
The kid can't take all three of us on at once. Which means he was concluding the little girl angel in the like fight off the murderer plan. Yes. Angel will need to throw hands in this scenario. They all we know that Angel can use a knife. Yeah. In fact, my plan consists of Angel running at the murderer first. He says. A rational plan. We gotta stick together. And then they proceed to find every excuse to not stick together possible. <laughs> Where so it's many like, I gotta to go check up, the door. Crop up so Fuck, I forgot to check that other door. Yeah, no, it's first, I have like, to go find candles. Go, There's go no candles. The, go get the firewood. We're also talking about yeah. the characters that are like, there is a killer running around. Let's talk about Jennifer's possible motherly instinct. Oh, oh, God. Okay, I felt so bad for Angel in the moment being like, this kid doesn't deserve this. But also, like, she really cursed herself. Like, huh, I guess I could be a mother. Well, you're adopting this <laughs> child adopting at this the child. end of this. Good luck. Then the killer comes into the house, and then they fucking leave her. Yes. Yeah, they abandon her. Yeah. Yeah, they, they run. really, they run out on that kid. And then at a certain point, Angel's like, we've got to go back. And Scott's like, fuck this child. We're leaving. Yeah. Um, I was I was pretty mad about that, too. I'm like, okay, you've, your motherly instincts kicked in. You commented on it. And now we're just leaving the child. <laughs> yeah. So Jennifer stabs Jay in the back with the kitchen knife. Then... They run outside. Scott runs back in. And here's kill number, I don't know. No, no, no. Doesn't run back in. Is like outside. <laughs> oh, Jake, yeah, no, you're Jake right. Jake breaks through, through the glass. Through yeah. the window. And then pulls him inside, inside. slitting his throat on the broken glass, which yeah. was rad. Yeah, there's like a few kills in the middle of the movie where you're like, oh, they've like run out of ideas. Mm. And and what you what you just have realized is that they've put those kills into like a three month bond. Yeah. We're just we're just saving up for the end because from mistake onward we're back to complete full on radness. Uh, I don't know, y'all. I think there's a you know the movie suffers its own production value, but. Gail, a character who doesn't exist, being ejected from the movie is funny. Uh, I'll give you that. Linda, one. Linda getting beat to death by the wine she for some reason what had the- to go get <laughs> is kind of. I didn't know that's what yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a me. suffers its production value. Uh, okay. And then Maria being killed in a in a way that was like just upsetting yeah. it was kind of interesting that there was sort of unceremonious as her character mistake being like lit up like a Christmas tree and genuinely running multiple volts past that actor <laughs> like that actor was in a deadly situation presumably the final girl now is Jennifer Jennifer runs up to the apartment and basically just hides there Good. all night as which is should. the thing to do it is a wild thing because before she comes out of a hidey hole in the morning the scene plays to me like she goes upstairs and at the sound of jake coming near her passes the fuck yeah, out oh, I thought she plays dead i thought, I it was thought a, she plays possum yeah too. That, i that's what i thought and then we don't see the repercussions of that which no is- it's a really strangely blocked scene it's oh it feels like they decided later that they wanted her to live <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh my god well, that's possible and and it's so dark that it's hard to tell i can't yeah. tell if jake actually happens upon her right? think it she's already really looks dead. like it it, it sure seems looks like, like it. 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 It, 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 he find, 
answer. In which case, I'm pretty shocked. I'm like, did playing possum work? Yeah, the, I, <laughs> yeah. Was, I was completely shocked. I mean, I would have like you... he's gonna bleed out eventually. That knife is just sticking out of his. Apparently back. not. Apparently <laughs> not. <laughs> because in the morning, Jennifer thinks she's safe. Comes downstairs and kaboom! A surprise Jay jumps out. No, 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 no. no. Leaps, leaps into into is frame different... onto her. Jumps out. Is, uh, you're right. I think. I oh, think you're right. Jumps just, out his bottom. A, yeah, frame. exactly. Leaps, Leaps into the movie. That's why they say the worst thing you can do if you get stabbed with something is pull it out. Right. You leave yeah. that knife in. And he it. survived the whole night. <laughs> Genuinely, the way that he leaps into frame, I almost felt like he was waiting for her. Like at yes, a certain all point, night like long, at a certain point he knew. And that's kind of what I mean was like it's extremely funny to me to think about the physics of what this of what the outside of this frame looks like because right. at all times seemingly there are either large trees or huge <laughs> trampolines awaiting <laughs> or he's falling from great heights right? <laughs> and he's just perfectly timed it he's like free jumped off of a canyon somewhere, <laughs> miles away then the cops pull up just in time to find jay tussling with jennifer and they shoot him twice i think yeah it's the hollow gate yeah. ending yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they shoot him they, twice and i do want to point out that this Above all else, is the biggest wah we get. Oh, like they sh the second shot, <laughs> oh, he literally sure. goes wah. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. We were talking, we were sitting there, and Josh was like, You gotta double tap. And I'm like, To be fair, the one person who can't double tap probably legally is a cop. Like, you can't, like, a cop can't just <laughs> yeah. sit over someone and be like, Bang. Bang, 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 bang. But he kind of did Jamie, he tell that twice. to the cops. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, in an no, ideal no. world. <laughs> no, the, tr the truth is so much worse, y'all. Like, what makes our world so sick and disgusting, right, is the truth is the cops are taught to, like, keep shooting till the problem is over. The training that makes all the racist and awful shit possible is they're taught to, like, just keep pulling the trigger until the person stops doing whatever it is they're doing. But that's exactly what he did in the movie. But and I'll um, say, he didn't know he was in a horror movie. Doesn't work, though. Does no, because no, he didn't know he was in a horror movie. Well, with all this talk of anti-cinema and this movie, I kind of wish this it leaned into mm. that a little more, and, like, he didn't wake up. Ooh. Like, the movie just ended on his dead body, yeah. and then we cut to credits. I, I'm oh, like, yeah, every, every horror slasher guy gets back up. up. Like, yeah. I'm, was, I'm, I'm sick of it. You're right. It was anticlimactic because yeah. yeah. we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. I, like, you know, I'm going to, this is what I'll argue. Like, Michael Myers, that doesn't make sense to me because he was a child, turned into a man, just keeps coming back. This guy is made out of frozen meatloaf. Like, he's so, <laughs> he's so large and so dense. I and so high. And so, yes, yeah, yeah. still riding the wave of PCP. Like, I fully believe that nothing will penetrate his body. Nothing will kill him. Like, I just based on build alone, just his physique tells me that he's impossible. I felt like when he opens his eyes at the end, it, it sort of ruins it in a from the, a similar but different stance it because it's like, it's like it makes him just... Michael Myers, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. what was sort of 
What was sort of fun about this movie is how it was failing on make like it, it explains him by not explaining him. Like what was sort of fascinatingly weird about this movie is he is both he's not supernatural. He's not anything he's really. He literally he's he just- starts frame one is him killing people, right? And if it had ended with just the guy who died be the guy who killed everyone being dead <laughs> like just nothing. There is no explanation. Like, there's no, like, oh, he rises again. He kills out of some whatever, like, slasher-induced lust towards evil. I think every time a movie does that, it's the confidence of there being a sequel. Yes. <laughs> so so I, 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 will, I appreciate that Home Sweet Home and producers, directors, writers alike were like, yeah, we can keep this going. I feel like this one in particular, though, just because of the legend around the use of PCP and its inhuman-like qualities that it uh, reportedly gives to its users, I actually think that this is more thematically interesting than that, because... Ooh... I forgot about the PCP. <laughs> yeah, that, like I've. It's so funny. It's such an intense image. He like injects himself under his tongue with PCP, and I've totally forgotten. About that that's it. what's driving him this entire time. Yeah. yeah, like they make a point to say it too on the radio. They're like, like he's probably on PCP. Yeah, I mean, like most things though, doesn't it always kind of come back around to like anti drug PSA? At least, like, in the movies that I've watched for this podcast. You don't go broke in the entertainment industry in America making, like, vaguely satirical American stories about drug use, right? And ultimately just blaming drug users. (laughs) Thanksgiving is such a fraught American iconography that, like, mixing that with and, you know, what the real failure of the American project is? All these hopheads going crazy, you know? (laughs) Like, that's that's cooked into everything um speaking of hop heads you'd know i'm a slasher but that story's old i had to drive away high uh, uh, so i could come home low and then take more pcp and get high again (laughs) let me stab your heart let me lick on your bones (laughs) if i could kill you tonight i'm coming off this long and winding road call my hole and drive where we filmed it (laughs) i'm on my way I'm on my way home, sweet home. <laughs> the Home Sweet Home ripoff report card is brought to you by 1-900-MIME-RHYMES. Call today. <laughs> You'll hear your favorite classics like this. <laughs> <laughs> They kill me. (laughs) Body by Jake's maniacal PCP-induced killer plays on an interesting, if very short-lived, moral panic. That of the violent PCP user. There was a small but potent outcry of the dangers of PCP in the media and social consciousness from roughly 1977 until 1979 before petering out of the national attention. A moral panic is basically a large-scale and disproportionate social reaction to change. 
The concept was foisted into academic circles by Stanley Cohen in his 1972 book Folk Devils and Moral Panics, which centered on the British reaction to the rivalry between the mod and rocker youth subcultures in the 1960s and 70s, where violence between the groups spurred a wave of outrage from Brits, ultimately leading to oppressive legislation targeting minority groups. This is consistent with moral panics. A new other, or folk devil, is identified. It scares the pants off normies do, at least in part two, a sensationalized media coverage and often legislation is put in place before it ultimately fizzles out of consciousness. Other moral panics of note were the 80s satanic panic and crack ep mm. epidemic, the 50s red scare and lavender scare, and I would even say the QAnon conspiracy and wellness subcultures are teetering on moral panics today. Hallmarks of moral panics include street crime, child abuse, immigration, media tech, and of course, drugs and alcohol. PCP is a synthetic drug created in 1956 as a form of anesthesia, but was ultimately replaced by other drugs such as ketamine when the side effects of PCP outweighed its beneficial use before being disallowed for human use in 1965. It became a recreational drug in the 60s, ultimately peaking in usage in the 70s when a wave of moral panic about the drug came before. What's interesting is that PCP or angel dust usage always remained relatively low, even at the height of its popularity. In PCP in the American media, the social response to a forgotten drug fad, Jacob Tyler analyzes the media response to PCP as well as looks at other texts that offer the idea that not only was the media attention hyperbolic in its messaging, it was sometimes making up stories whole hog or misattributing effects of premeditated attacks to the psychotropic effects of PCP. It seems that many of the things that we learned in D.A.R.E. that PCP would throw an average user into wild rage, lashing out at loved ones or making us unstoppable monsters, or later, such things as ecstasy put holes in one's brains, is indeed a largely fictitious account of the effects of these drugs. PCP, for its part, can create a schizophrenic-like effects and users experience the drug in profoundly different ways but its ubiquity in creating a violent user was both overblown by spurious medical research, lazy journalism, and fear. In 1978, Mike Wallace of 60 Minutes said, PCP is the number one drug problem plaguing the United States. <laughs> what? <laughs> Taylor emphasizes another. He said, one striking description from the New York Times stated, PCP destroys brain tissue. It puts you either into a God syndrome or makes you depressed and violent. It creates a situation where a young woman can kill and eat her own children. The hyperbolic nature of such statements is self-evident. By 1981, when Home Sweet Home was released, the pa this panic had largely subsided, at least on the national front, and media attention had turned elsewhere. But it was, in some ways, simply a precursor to the larger moral panic that would mark Reagan's war on drugs that we're all still living through today. And that has been Greg's bummer. <laughs> home sweet home. Rip off report card. How does yeah. it feel? How does it feel? Not good. <laughs> oh, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Home sweet home. actually good it's good everyone do it it's fun
Listen, that's our stance. Good night. I don't know. Can you rip off report card? I don't know where you find PCP. All right, classmates, that was home sweet home. Oh, you tripped to fans out there. We'll leave you with one last dish. <laughs> what from Home Sweet Home might end up on the final test? In lieu of a final thought, I would like to score everyone's final thoughts in the style of Home Sweet Home. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the disappointment of Jay waking up at the end and not dying, I could have done with a few sequels. Jay takes Manhattan, Jay goes to hell, JX, where he is frozen and wakes up in future space. I mean, come on, call me Hollywood. This is wild. (laughs) Fucking Tito Puente over there. Me, one of the cops, sucking down my cigarette, standing over the killer's dead body, saying... Imagine the irony. A killer killed by being killed. (laughs) My final thought is, um, it's just a really genuine one, which is that I'm really happy to be here for the third time. Um... (laughs) Well, my, my final thought is... Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you're stuffed from all that movie. And we have a few thanks to give out ourselves. Thank you to Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra and Gabriella Tessitore of Scout Harris for our theme song. Thank you to Justin Ferraro of The Rizzos and Low Boy for our bed music. Thank you so much to Ann Shear for our amazing logo. Thank you to our teacher, Mr. Philip Marlowe. And a big thank you to all of our listeners from the Video High class. Casey Regan, Jamie Kennedy, Josh Roth, and myself, Greg Hansen. Do we need to do a plug for Chloe? I think one. you're just a friend. I'm a friend. Wait, can I can I do the plug for Chloe? Yes. Yeah, do it. Okay. My favorite meme account liked my Instagram post of your blood freak painting. <gasps> oh! Honestly, it feels so sad, but in our current era, it honestly was like a meaningful <laughs> oh. celebrity interaction for me. You know, I, it feels like high art to be liked by a meme page. Massachusetts heads out there, or New England heads really, will love it. At Square One Mall God. <laughs> I gotcha. And it's it's all like North Shore specific oh Massachusetts memes. Beautiful. And uh, I, I highly recommend. meme accounts. At Americana and Brand. Uh, Americana yeah, Brand. And they liked At Little Something's painting of Blood Freak, Aww. which is beautiful. A masterpiece. We love having so, you on, Chloe. Thank you so much. For the next class, we take a trip to the City of Angels for 1989's L.A. Bounty. Remember, find us on social media, like us, listen, give us five-star reviews, all that good stuff, and we'll be extra thankful. Do you not say the 405 or the 101? Do we know it's the 5 or the 101? We have no idea. Oh, okay. I thought it was the 405, but...
Uh, oh, definitely no. Greg, not. Greg, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this. <laughs> it's like opening a bag of chips at the beach. It's like the gulls just gather. So <laughs> like, five, five, four, five, one, 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 PCA. Simple Equations Podcast Network.